0: Welcome to TechBytes.NZ Tech and Leadership Talks for Two so I'm Craig Young, CEO. And this week, we're talking with Paul Conway. Paul is the Chief Economist at the BNZ and a leading proponent of the Digital Boost Alliance. Hello, kia ora um, and uh, good afternoon and, and welcome everybody to our next session, uh, TechBytes. It's uh, my great pleasure this afternoon to have Paul Conway with us. Each week we get a chance to, or every couple of weeks, we get a chance to talk to somebody interesting um, about what's going on and, and what they're involved with. And this week we're really thrilled, uh, particularly on the back of the launch of the Digital Boost Alliance last week, uh, to be talking one of the driving forces behind that from BNZ, uh, Paul Conway. Uh, kia ora Paul.
1: Tanakwe, great. Nice, no, thanks for
0: having me. It's alright. Uh, Paul, you're the Chief Economist at the BNZ and you've got a bit of a, a, bit of a background uh, like most of us do by the time we get to this point. Um, yep. But by way of introduction to yourself, um, what led you to uh, becoming an economist, and, and what's
1: the yep. journey been like to get to this point? Okay. Um, well, I'm 53, so I guess it has <laughs> been a bit of a, a bit of a journey uh, in terms of what brought me to economics. Like I, I was lucky enough to grow up in Invercargill, down in the deep south. So Central Otago was the uh, you know was our backyard. Um, and, you know, it was back in the days, the 70s and 80s, when we had it to ourselves. Um, I first kind of remember sort of becoming aware of economics in the mid sort of 80s, uh, when I guess I was a teenager uh, and New Zealand was reforming hard out uh, with uh, Rogernomics. Uh, and, I, you know, I really saw the impact of that across the Southland farming community. Um, and I saw the impact of it on my family, actually. My father had just uh, brought a small timber company sort of selling fence posts to farmers, Um, So that sort of got the stuffing knocked out of it. So it really just brought it home to me how um, powerful the economy can be in terms of affecting the lives uh, of the people. Um, And I guess, you know, the other sort of moment I can just think of where economics could have came in my face was I was a prolific uh, traveler in my mid to early to mid 20s. So a few formative years with a a backpack on, uh, I saw poverty firsthand and sort of wanted to understand why. Um, people had to live like that, Um, so I went back to university in my late 20s, uh, did a master's degree uh, in economics at Victoria, and um, scored a job at the Reserve Bank, and that was that, into it.
0: Those um, mrogenomics times were fascinating, weren't they, because I'm I'm just a few years older than you, so I went to university to price that, Um, and I was at university in the days of think big, so Mm. you know, Big uh, projects and deficits, etc., from mm. a, a national government it seemed quite bizarre. So New Zealand's gone, you know, in quite different directions at different times, hasn't it?
1: Oh, it was a fairly volatile period in terms of changes in, in policy. You know, it was, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I didn't fully appreciate the economics behind it at the time, obviously. I was a, I was a kid or a teenager, at least. Um, but I've studied it. Since you know it was a very very interesting period of uh, economic reform, lots to learn from. I mean, it had to happen, um, but could we have done it better? Yeah, uh, yes, we absolutely yeah. could have.
0: Yep. So you spent some time working in the New Zealand um, environment, but then you headed overseas. You went to the OECD.
1: Uh, yeah. Then I uh, well, I scored a job at the OECD, like which was sort of beyond my wildest dreams at the time. <laughs> it was a, an amazing job. Um, it was working with some really top uh, economic. Thinkers, um, you know, people that you now they're not. Not only are they brilliant at the economics, but they sort of were really driven to have a positive uh, impact. And you know, just the conversations around the cafe at lunch. You know, I really miss that environment. Uh, economists are a bit thin on the ground uh, here on here in New Zealand. So I think back very fondly to those days. i um, not to mention living in in Paris uh, in an amazing uh, time. Um, I guess you know one of the sort of uh, great experiences I had there was working on the China India desk uh, yeah, I really, that, yeah. yeah I, I really I was interested in developing economies from my sort of traveling days. Um, so I was really thrilled to score that job. Uh, I loved working on those countries. It was when China was sort of a uh, workshop to the world had huge current account um, surpluses so it was awesome to have a front row seat on that. Um, or for that but i you know i really sort of had an affinity with uh, india uh, I, I love india and yeah. going there i really love the the people uh, it's a fascinating um, place i'm really feeling for india uh, at the moment with uh, the pandemic and stuff um, i guess you know what i what i learned from uh, working on that desk was that uh, when it comes to economics or policy you know one size does not fit all uh, india in particular it's like a whole universe uh, of economies uh, in the one country. Some uh, of the states there are quite developed uh, and others are dirt poor and you know, getting policy right really depends on having a deep understanding uh, of the place that you are trying to uh, work on. Um, so it really set me up for working on New Zealand because uh, New Zealand, we're quite unique uh, in lots of ways in terms of our economy. It took me a while to sort of understand what was going on. In New Zealand, we're a tricky uh, little economy, um, and you know it's, those OECD years were really good for that. Like our, our approach to economic development here, it has to work for us. Uh, it's not about sort of the Washington consensus, or um, you know, it's it's really how do we want to grow and advance as a people, uh, and what policy and institutions do we need around us to sort of get the best uh, out of ourselves, uh, ourselves given our economic situation, our economic circumstances.
0: That's a really interesting comment. And look, you spent some time at the Productivity Commission. I know we didn't mm. sort of talk about this, but um, so coming back from that environment, did you feel going into the Productivity Commission, you had some ideas and thoughts that could help New Zealand move on?
1: Yeah, I, I, like I'd done a bit of work at the OECD actually on New Zealand um, just as I was leaving the place. I worked as a consultant for them actually for a couple of years after coming back to New Zealand. Uh, And my, you know, my space was very much in the productivity frame. So the the Productivity Commission got created, again, by a national government, uh, an act, I think. Um, And I just thought um, it was was right in my space. So the job I got there was as their director of economics and research. So I had a bit of budget um, to do some economic research, working with some really good New Zealand uh, economists and researchers and sort of putting all that together into a jigsaw puzzle about New Zealand's uh, sort of productivity issues uh, and translating that into a policy story about what can we do to sort of, um, you know, move the dial on New Zealand's productivity uh, experience. So I learned heaps, but it, it took me ages to get up to speed on New Zealand and to come yeah. to that view because it's, you know, it's different to any other country. Yeah. It's about us. It's specific to us. So, yeah, that was good. Great job.
0: Yeah, how does... Um... Sorry, this is another question that has come to mind. How does an economist, Hmm. someone who's obviously quite focused on a particular subject area, how does an economist become a leader and and a person who can comment or lead people um, through their career?
1: Do do you mean as a mentor, or
0: just generally as a leader? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I've, I don't know. I've learnt a lot about this exact issue. I guess earlier on in my Sort of career, I would sort of do a piece of work and go, well, here you go. Here's the analysis, the conclusions. You know, there's always a lot of uncertainty around economics. It's kind of a social science, but you know, you say the conclusions are reasonably clear. This is what we need to do. Uh, and then I get frustrated that nothing, you know, nobody would pick it up and nothing would sort of happen. Yeah. And we'd be asking the same questions, you know, a year later or two years uh, later. So I've gotten a lot better at selling my. Of my work, my ideas, uh, and my sort of economic strategy. I spend less time doing economics uh, and more time sort of packaging it up, making it digestible to people and, and having conversations about it. And um, yeah, diffusing, you know, my knowledge across yeah. uh, anybody
0: who will listen really. And I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. It's good. It's a good aspect yeah. of the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just move on. I mean, as, as a chief economist at the BNZ, yeah. um, yeah, the driving force, or you're the driving force behind that um, report that came out, the Digital Skills for Life mm-hmm. in Aotearoa 2021, about the same time as we sent ours out as well. I mean, covering just yep. Um There's some really interesting stats there, but I thought I'd I'd let you talk about uh, some of the standout stats that you discovered through developing the mm. report,
1: and they were, sure. we're
0: important to you, yeah.
1: OK, um, like I've been BNZ's chief economist only for about five months now, um, but I was doing economics there for uh, a couple of years uh, prior to that, sort of grow into the, into the role. Um, I must say, you know, I was kind of surprised. I'm not really a traditional bank economist, um, but BNZ are interested in, you know, more long run growth uh, issues, productivity issues, how to get the best out of technology, which, again, is my sort of co Um So it was sort of snap in terms of values, I jumped at the chance to, uh, to, to work for an organization that really wants to, you know, that, that sort of understands that a thriving New Zealand economy is in everyone's best interests, uh, including the banks. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, coming from that sort of productivity commission experience, uh, you know, digital technologies, I'm a big fan of digital and the potential that digital technologies bring for New Zealand. Uh, you know, I won't go into the details, but in many ways, technology is moving in ways that suit us uh, down here in New Zealand, given our economic geography and, and all that sort of stuff. So I see lots of opportunities. Uh, and obviously, the New Zealand tech sector is going uh, pretty well. There's some great stories uh, coming out of that, which is fantastic. Um, but the other aspect of getting digital right is about how do we sort of um, encourage um, low productivity firms to use digital technologies to improve uh, their performance and sort of move them uh, up the curve and towards that kind of um, domestic uh, technological frontier. Um, Because if we can do that, you know, low productivity firms pay low wages. So if we can lift productivity in that part of the economy, it's growth, um, but it's inclusive growth, because it's, it's it's sort of looking out for people at the bottom end of the income distribution. Um, of course, that doesn't just happen. You know, it doesn't sort of happen by osmosis, despite what economists used to sort of think in the 80s. Um, it requires hard work. And one of the sort of preconditions for that happening is having a skilled uh, workforce. And, you know, we didn't know anything about the digital skills of New Zealanders, um, so as and BNZ, we just thought, okay, we're going to focus on that part of the puzzle. We're going to go out and measure digital skills. Uh, we did that. We asked very practical questions about what people can do. Uh, in terms of things I learned or surprises, um, I, I, was, I was sort of pleasantly surprised by how much uh, Kiwis use digital technologies. I think 95% of people use the internet at least a few times a week, yeah. uh, which was higher than I was expecting. Uh, in terms of the not-so-good bit, um, you know, we... Uh, estimated that about 20% of adult New Zealanders, so 700,000 New Zealanders lack uh, essential digital skills. So the digital skills that yeah. are essential in 21st century uh, life. So, you know, that's a, that's a huge uh, issue. And, and a lot of those New Zealanders, they're more common uh, in sort of people surviving on low incomes. Um, so the problem with that is that now more and more of the economy, more and more of society is moving online. Um, and if there's kind of a hard core of New Zealanders that don't have the skills to use that technology, uh, then, you know, we're at real risk of sort of entrenched inequality and those people just really getting getting stuck. Um, so, you know, technology is a double-edged sword. It carries lots of potential uh, for us, but there's also this this real risk of entrenching inequality. So we have to get stuck into it and we have to lift or encourage those people to um Improve their digital capabilities so that they can just be part of this digital transformation uh, that's that's coming together. So, you know, in terms of what I learned from doing that work and putting that report out. Uh, it was sort of the size of of that issue. You know, we knew it was an issue. We saw it through COVID. Um, COVID sort of was a microcosm of digital transformation. Yeah, a lot of good stories about New Zealand firms kind of pivoting to digital and doing well out of it. Um, but people that lacked digital skills, that couldn't work from home through lockdown, um, you know, that were there to kind of serve office or you know make coffee for office workers, that sort of uh, work um, have absolutely been slapped. So yeah. you know, COVID. It's, it's really increased inequality. The financial pain of COVID has fallen on people that are at least uh, uh, worst placed to bear in terms of not really having the incomes there. So fixing that, uh, yep. is, digital skills is a big part of how we can make that right.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to ask you a bit more about where you think we should be focusing on in particular. But um, mm. I mean, I'm looking at some of those stats that you report around... Uh, the number of women in Maori and Pacifica that are engaged in digital skills. You know, the numbers are pretty appalling, aren't they? 27% of digital tech employees are women and only four percent Maori. I mean that's a whole yeah. sector of society that are missing out on and that mm. we're missing out on, as it were. Mm. Yeah. I like to be honest,
1: I'm not sure like we had the launch of the digital uh, the the digital boost alliance uh, last mm-hmm. week that you were there and it was just so refreshing to be in a room. Uh, that was pretty much fifty percent female. Uh, I I I noticed, and I went, oh, this is good, you know. So I'm not sure. I, like like female employment was really slapped by pandemic and lockdowns. So a lot of the sort of unemployment fell on females, whereas a lot of the sort of shovel ready infrastructure stuff is more uh, male dominated industry. So there is a bit of a mismatch there. There is an issue there for sure, and I think we just need to keep that sort of gender equality, pay equality conversation. Uh, ticking along in, in terms of ethnicity um you know we we didn't find I, I think there was a difference uh like maori and pacific islanders were uh slightly less likely to have essential digital skills but it wasn't statistically significant yeah. um it's something i really want to dig into uh yeah. actually um, a bit a bit more and just make sure we're we're telling the right story there
0: there's a really interesting report that the tertiary education commission did around uh, asking kids about their careers that they wanted to be involved in, and mm. I mean, sports person comes out number one, or both yeah. male and female, by Me a significant. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they all want to be sports. But you know, the um, if you read into that report, where technology or digital roles come, you know, uh, I can't remember the numbers off the top of the head, but it's in the 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 uh, you know 10 to 20s for male, but for mm. females, it's way down. It's like we just got to. Tell a better story, I think so absolutely just based on the stats that you found, where do you think we should be focusing on I mean I mean I've, I've talked to CIOs earlier in the year, and quite a few of them were like, we need to open the borders, we need to bring in skills, you know we're lacking skills, et cetera I mean is that your thinking as well? Um, yeah,
1: yeah. the skills question is really interesting, and I, I know for the uh, tech sector uh, you know, there's been report after report saying that we're lacking the skills that we need to really advance this thing. Um, and you know, my and sure we can import them in the form of migration, but I mean, why why can't we produce those skills ourselves uh, here mm. in Aotearoa, New Zealand? I mean, these are good jobs, uh, and um, you know, it's they're, they're they're high income, they're interesting work. Uh, it's attractive, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's sort of a bit disappointing, Craig, to hear your story that I, d- I didn't know that stat, that it's not really yeah. on the radar of young people. Yeah. I think it sort of, you know, that sort of makes me think of the broader co-up here, which is really just to tell the story uh, about technology and the potential that it brings for us to improve, uh, to strengthen our economy, improve, you know, improve the well-being of New Zealanders. I really think we need to just continuously bang that drum Um, It's not a, you know, it's not a silver bullet, that's not the only thing that we need to get right, but it's kind of the thing that I've chosen to focus on, um, because it is a general purpose technology, we can apply it to all sorts of things um, and make a real difference. Um, I should say, you know, it's not easy, like digitally transforming a business, it's not, we shouldn't sort of pretend it's just a matter of buying a computer and sticking it in a corner and going cool we're all digital. Yeah. You know, making the most of this amazing technology, it really, it's about turning your business inside out and applying it across all the different aspects. Uh, and, you know, that's when you really sort of get to the digital gold. Um, and doing that's hard. It requires investment in, uh, you know, a bit of capital. Though digital technologies, it's becoming quite affordable for small New Zealand firms. Yeah. Uh, but it requires really strong management capability and a sort of investment of time um, but if you can get over that hump and successfully digitize your business, the, the rewards are there in terms of improved performance. And, you know, that can flow into higher wages for employees or lower um, cost products for your customers or, um, you know, a better return on on capital for for, for the business owner. So, yeah, we, yeah, I just think we need to, it's about a social movement, uh, you know, banging that drum on the benefits yeah. of technology. I kind of think of it like, um, you know, you'll remember, um, you know, slip, slop, slap. or Yeah, yeah can do anything, or always wear a seatbelt. You know those those campaigns. You know they resonated for me as a as a kid or a young man. And we need to do the same uh, around digital technologies.
0: It's an interesting. I just coming back to the skills thing in your report. Uh, the thing that I got out of that was, um, you know, we need to focus on our existing workforce. And 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 I I um, ha- and and just um perhaps to just ask you the question. I mean, it's not just about the young about encouraging people into it, is it? It's about anybody can retrain at any stage of their career. absolutely. Yeah, that's like
1: future of work stuff. That's sort of, uh, you know, the um, we're living through the fourth industrial revolution um, and there's there's a bit of fear out there, you know, the sort of job-eating robots are coming to take your, uh, you know, your livelihood. And I think that's a legitimate fear. Um, Of course, we've got a bit of history around that issue and that history has been that new technologies tend to create... As many or more jobs than they destroy, Um, but they're different jobs. They require a different set of skills. Um, So it's sort of this idea um, of a race between technology on the one hand and and skills and capability on the other hand. You know, we have to keep up, or this thing is going to sort of run us over and, and, and make us redundant. So absolutely, it is. It is about retraining. I mean, even me in my job, you know, my digital skills are kind of from the '90s. <laughs> you know, I'm having to really sort of figure out how to use, um, you know, Slack or, or some of the collaboration uh, tools around. But it's exciting. It really improves my productivity, my my effectiveness. So yeah, absolutely, Craig. We, we, it's not a bus that you just get on when you leave school and get off when you retire. It's you're, you're changing all the time. That's the kind of that's the killer theme coming out of the all that co, um, future of work stuff. And if we do that, you know, the opportunities are there. And it's fun to learn. It's good for our brains. So, yeah. yeah. I don't buy that. You can't teach an old dog. New no. Jobs. That's, that's
0: rubbish. No, I remember um, our first Future of Work conference maybe five years ago, Lillian Grace talking about, you know, people having to re, not retrain, but refocus their careers, you know, maybe four or five times through their life. And, mm. and I always already well, compare my Journey and I'm in my 50s to my father's, and it's mm. you know, he was with the same company for 30 years until they told him that it, they'd had mm. enough, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, I think technology was more stable for that generation. Oh, you know, we're yeah. living through a time of sort of rapid technological advancement, um, you know, coming out of out of ICT. So, yeah, the labor market's changed compared to those days.
0: Yeah, hey, look, so just um, so move you talked about the Digital Boost Alliance. I mean, you mm. and Angie Mendes at BNZ have been talking about. This coming together and getting quite quite strong leaders and bringing together private sector companies to help drive this uptake. I mean, mm. what's your biggest hope for this grouping that we've created called The D- Alliance?
1: Yeah, well, it's cool. And it's great to have two hands and you involved with it, uh, Craig. You know, th- the idea was BNZ, we didn't want to just write a report saying, oh, look, you know, 20% of New Zealanders lack digital skills. And at the same time, you know, we're getting rid of checks and, um, encouraging people onto digital uh, ways of of banking. I mean, it's not just banks, the whole economy, the whole world is moving in that direction. Um, We wanted to be part of the solution to that, which essentially is sort of a wider spread distribution of digital skills. Um, We thought, well, we could poke at it ourselves. But if you look back over recent history, lots of corporates have had a poke at it. The government's had a poke at it and hasn't really, you know, there's still an issue there. So we thought, well, let's all come together. Why don't we create um, like a coalition of the willing? Uh, we used to talk about like-minded uh, organisations, corporates um, that really wanted to, you know, learn from each other, pool our resources, um, and you know, as I've been talking about, bang that drum and get that kind of social movement um, going. Uh, I wrote a note coming out of lockdown that that said as much. Envy uh, got hold of that, um, got in touch. We sort of. Uh, I just kind of love at first sight, and in, in lots of ways, in terms of what we are trying to achieve, we're all on the same uh, page. Uh, and you know, Malcolm Louie at MB, he's put heaps of energy into it. It's been it's been great. Um, so we've got twenty corporates that are currently members. Uh, there's a website that you've uh, built, Craig. Uh, other corporates are most welcome to join. It's very open. Um, the idea is that you bring, and you know, we're working in partnership with uh, government, so that's cool as well. Um, in terms of the forty-four uh, million dollars for digital skills uplift in the budget yeah. a few weeks ago, um, so corporates have to make a pledge. Uh, BNZ we've uh, made a pledge uh, around equipping our SME customers with digital skills, and we've got resources there for that. We've got resources there to improve the digital skills of our customers. Um, you know, we're rolling that out, um, and so collectively we all come together with a pledge, they're published, they're put on the website, Um, we sort of aggregate that up so we can talk about what we're doing as a group. Um, We have to certify that we're doing what we said, we get together, we've kind of, you know, in a sense we've created a space for corporates to learn from each other and to work together. Uh, on this issue, and you know, it was significant last week getting it launched. That was great. I was really pleased to get to that point. And now, you know, we're very much minds are thinking to okay, what's next? You know, we're determined this thing will not fizzle out. Uh, no. We are going to keep it, keep it pumped, uh, yeah. and you know, and 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 measure its effectiveness and and put KPIs around it and and measure impacts. Uh, and again, that feeds into that storytelling that that we've been talking about. So we can just tell the story about about tech. Uh, and not just that sort of leading edge tech story, which I think we're telling quite well in New Zealand at the moment, you know, the VNs and the yeah. Timelys and the Zeros. Yeah. That's pretty well known, but more, you know, for me at least, for BNZ at least, it's about focusing on our SME customers and how can we help uh, them, you know, kind of help them sort of navigate the sort of digital forest um, with the aim of improving, lifting their performance. It's exciting. Yeah, I think I'm really pleased to be part
0: of it. It is really exciting. I mean, was it the, um, there was a report done by Google, and I think it's- same economic value is that forty-six
1: oh. billion a year, which is oh. not insignificant. Yeah, I, I mean it's great to have those reports. Um, there's, there's a bunch of them uh, yeah. for New Zealand. There's a heap of them internationally. You know, it's it's it's. I mean, not many things in economics are certain, but it's <laughs> it's it's pretty incontrovertible that the adoption of digital technologies would uh, improve our economic performance. You know, yeah. digital improve has the potential. Again, it's not it's not. Uh, easy, it's hard. You have to do the work to uh, yeah. digitally transform successfully, and that'll if you do that, that'll have benefits for any business anywhere in the world. Uh, but in New Zealand, given our economic circumstances, essentially the fact of being a very small economy that's miles away from anywhere else, our economic geography, to use a bit of jargon, um, digital technologies they they push back on those economic forces that have kept our productivity. Um, growth pretty lame for the last yeah. 40 years. So there's an added benefit there from New Zealand, essentially because geography becomes less relevant uh, yeah. in the digital space. So
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. We, yeah, certainly. I mean, I always talk about in the, in the, in the, um, when we're talking about cyber security, I mean, for COVID, it worked really well for us being so far away from everybody yes. else and being surrounded by the sea. But yeah. No, for cyber, we're only... You know, two milliseconds from anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As the Waikato District Health Board found out yeah. last week. Yeah. So, yeah. so
1: we yeah. we got to do this well. Like we can't. You know, she will not be right. Number eight fencing wire. I, I'm not a fan of that way of thinking. Like we need to do this properly. And we can. We've got the capability. We've got an awesome uh, broadband network. You know, the kits uh, are yeah. there. It's just now a matter of uh, using it and making sure Kiwis are skilled up to get the most out of it. That's a really
0: exciting prospect for us. Yeah, and if we want to be in that top 10, well, we've set a, a, a vision of being in the top 10 countries for digital capability by hmm. 2030. There's a lot to be done. But you can actually do it, and and as you say, we need the KPIs and the things to go on yeah. the way through. Yeah. Hey, look, um, is there anything else you want to share with um with people? I mean, uh, before I before I bring um, our conversation to a close, I mean,
1: well, just thanks for having me. I like uh, just just to say, I'm really uh, if anybody is thinking of joining the the uh, the Digital Boost Alliance, by um, please get in touch through the website or just send me an email at uh, at the BNZ. Really keen to connect with as many people as we, we possibly can. Uh, and to get this thing uh, happening, I'm, I must admit I'm a bit of a, and I'm also really keen to just come and talk about it. If anyone's yeah. having an event they want to roll out an economist yeah. to sort of sing the virtues of
0: digital, uh,
1: yeah. it's probably it's probably me. But yeah, thank, thanks, Craig. Thanks for having well,
0: me. I think we'll be getting you along. We've got a conference on the tenth of August, which I haven't seen your name put to yet. But on you know, how do we get to this tech future? I think you'll be. Uh, one of our first guests. Um, look, I that's want to great. thank you, Paul, very much for joining us today, taking time off, and for giving us the background of uh, Wanaka. I think you said yep. it was. That's uh, Lake Wanaka yep. from the top of Mount Roy. Yep. And um, uh, everyone that's listening, um, whether you're listening now live or watching it on YouTube or listening to the podcast that will be out next week, thanks so much for joining us. And as Paul said, uh, DigitalWestAlliance.nz is the website if you want any more information. Um, and apart from that, I'd just like to uh, wish you a good afternoon, Paul. And to you, Kakiti. Yeah, Matiwa.